Welcome to Winning Ways. My name is Kingsley Ajay. I'm the lead pastor of the Lead Way Church. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, I'll be speaking on reigning in the midst of your enemies. Alright, so let's start with Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10. Revelation 12 and verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Alright, so uh, the accuser of our brethren that is mentioned here is the devil, Satan. Okay, there was a fight in heaven and then um, he was cast out of heaven because there was no more space for him after his rebellious attempt. Alright, and so he was cast down. And, and, and the world became a battleground since Satan was cast down. And since he could not reign in heaven, he wants to reign on earth in the affairs of men. So Satan came as serpent to deceive man and continue his rebellion against God. Because the only way he could disconnect man from God is through sin. And by yielding to sin, I mean by yielding to Satan in sinning against God, Satan became man's commander in charge. So we, we saw from scriptures in the book of Genesis that Satan came in form of a serpent and then beguiled the man, alright, beguiled the man, deceiving the man into eating the fruit that was forbidden. And then from that time, because he yielded to, to Satan and sinned against God, Satan became man's commander in church. And now Satan has become the God of this world. He has become the God of this world. Second Corinthians chapter 4 uh, helps us to understand that Second Corinthians chapter 4, if you read from verse 3, uh, we'll have an understanding of that what happened in in the garden of eden between satan and man so in that scripture the bible says um that if our gospel be hid if our gospel be hid from you it is uh, to those who are lost to those who are lost oh hallelujah okay let me read verse 3 but if our gospel be hid it is hid to them that are lost in whom the god of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So Satan became the God of this world, is the one that blinds the minds of people from believing, so that the glorious light of the gospel of Christ will not find entrance in them and get them saved. So this is exactly what happened. So Satan became the God of this world, became man's commander in charge because of sin. All right, so so that's why uh, ever since then the the whole world lies in wickedness. The whole world lies in wickedness. The Bible tells us that we we are the children of God, and the whole world lies in wickedness. That's First John chapter five and verse nineteen. The whole world lies in wickedness. There was no wickedness on the earth until Satan came to deceive man and became rebellious to God. 
Hallelujah. So the whole world lies in wickedness. And then the Bible also tells us that the earth is full of cruelty. The dark places of the habitation of the earth is full of cruelty. Psalm chapter 74, verse 20. So there's so much wickedness and there's so much cruelty. And there are many enemies surrounding us today. Just because Satan has become the god of this world. Hallelujah. Praise God. So this is what uh, uh, why uh, the world has become a battleground for for believers has become a battleground for humanity praise god amen so so uh, having established that it's important for us to now know how what it takes uh, or how yes what it takes to begin to reign in the midst of our enemies the, the reality is that there's wickedness all around us there's cruelty all, all around us there's 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 enemy there's, there are enemies all around us but now what does it take to reign in the midst of your enemies oh praise god okay so uh i'm going to share uh only one on this podcast and then uh possibly in our next podcast in the next podcast i'll be able to share some other thoughts on this same thing all right so the first thing you need to uh, you need you need is knowledge the first thing you need is knowledge if you're going to reign in the midst of your enemies the first thing you need is knowledge 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 is crucial to reigning knowledge is crucial to reigning in the midst of your enemies can we turn our bibles if you have a bible with you psalm chapter 82 psalm chapter 82 we're going to read from verse 5 from verse 5 to 6 all right okay to 7 let's read to 7 all right it says i have said Okay, verse 5. They know not. Wow. See, they know not, neither will they understand. So because they know not, neither will they understand. The Bible says they walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, ye are gods. And all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. What does the Bible mean? It's in because they do not have knowledge. They do not understand. They walk on in darkness. Those who are supposed to be gods are going to die like mere men just because of a lack of knowledge. In other words, those who are supposed to be in authority, those who are supposed to be reigning, those who have made gods, children of God, who are supposed to be reigning in life and reigning in the midst of their enemies are going to die like mere men. They'll be under satanic oppression just because of lack of knowledge so the first thing you need is knowledge if you must reign in the midst of your enemies knowledge is important if not you see walk under the power of darkness if not you see walk under under uh, the influence of, of darkness the influence of the devil if not you see be subject to his to, to his to, to his uh, schemes so it's important for us to have knowledge praise god all right, so I'm going to look at um, um, certain things we need to know, certain things that we need to know if we are going to reign in life. Number one, you have been raised and given authority over your enemies. That's the first thing you need to know, that you have been raised and given authority over your enemies. So if you don't know they have been given, you have been raised and given authority over your enemies, there is no way you will exercise that authority. There is no way you exercise that authority. 
you will see the enemy and you'll be running away because you do not know that you have been raised and given authority over him. Praise God. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible tells us that Christ had, uh, that God has quickened us along with Christ. He, had quick, he has raised us, rather, He has raised us up along with Christ and, 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 and placed us in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. He has raised us together, raised us together with Christ. Like, like Christ's ascension was our ascension. Praise God. His rising was our rising. Amen. So he was you you rose up into the realm of power and authority. And the Bible says that the same thing that happened to Jesus is what has happened to us who have come to believe in Christ. Amen. Praise God. So look at that. Ephesians 2 and verse 6. It said, And had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Has, and has made us sit together in heavenly places. In heavenly places, praise God. This speaks of authority. And had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise God. So this is very important. You have been raised and given authority over your enemies. And then Luke chapter 10 and verse 19. The Bible says, I have given you power to trade upon snakes and scorpions. And all the ability of the enemy, and they shall by no means hurt you. Oh, hallelujah! They shall by no means hurt you because you have been raised far above, you have been raised far above principalities, you have been raised far above power, you have been raised far above might and dominions and, 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 and spiritual wickedness in high places. Every name that does exist in this world and in the world. To come oh hallelujah so you must understand that you have been raised and given authority over your enemies you are no longer subject to the devil this is very important you are no longer subject to the devil you are no longer at the command of your enemies you are no longer at the command of the devil and his cohorts you need to understand that we are in this world though but not of this world so satan is not your god if you're a believer satan is not your god he has no authority over us as believers praise god amen this is so important you have the authority of a god yeah you have the authority of a god the bible says that ye are gods ye are gods you have the authority of a god so satan is not your god because god himself has bestowed upon you the authority of a god and he calls you a god that ye are gods praise god amen and you have the authority of a priest and then you have the authority of a king praise god so look at these two these three things you have the authority of a god according to psalm 82 that we read verse 6 you have the authority of a priest and then you have the authority of a king. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 10. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 10. The Bible tells us that, that God has made that Christ has made us through his death and resurrection. Christ has made us uh kings and priests unto God, and we shall reign upon the earth. Oh, praise God. This is so 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 interesting. Okay, look at what Revelation verse 5 and um, chapter 5 verse 10 says, and has made us unto our God, kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth, and has made unto and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Hallelujah. So 
Remember that you have the authority of a God. You have the authority of a priest. You have the authority of a king. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the first thing you need is knowledge. And the first thing you need to know is that you have been raised and given authority over your enemies. Praise God. Okay, second thing you need to know is that you are not wrestling with flesh and blood. You are not wrestling with flesh and blood. This is very important if you are going to walk victoriously. This is very important uh, if you are going to always win in life. If you are always going to reign in the midst of your enemies. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, so... Um, you are not wrestling with flesh and blood. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Praise God. So that's, that's, that's what a believer is wrestling against, not flesh and blood. Your battle is not with your father. Your battle is not with your mother. Your real battle is not with your siblings. Your real battle is not with your relatives. Your real battle is not with any human being. Praise God. There is a spirit behind every wicked or evil personality fighting you. There is a spirit, I say that again, behind every wicked or evil personality fighting you. The Bible calls it principalities, powers, Rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness. Praise God. So there's a spirit behind every wicked or evil personality fighting you. Your fight should be targeted against the authority backing that personality. Your fight should be targeted against the authority backing that personality. Your fight should be targeted against the authority backing that personality not the personality himself your authority your, your your fight should be targeted against principalities against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places operating in these people praise god operating in these people all right so that's your target you you rebuke the devil you rebuke the devil you rebuke the devil in them Hallelujah. You wage war against the spirit that's empowering them against to, 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 uh, to fight you and all of that. But you do not have a fight with the personality, but the authority behind the personality. Praise God. So the scripture says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. One of the things that the enemy will do is to shift your focus from your real enemy, which is he, which is the, which is the devil, to human beings and once you begin to fight human beings human beings you will never win the battle because you are not addressing the spirits the the, the, the the authority behind the personality if you deal with the personality and do not deal with the authority behind the personality you won't win in the battle 
So Satan wants to shift your focus from the real, real thing you are fighting with. The Bible tells us clearly that we are fighting with principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. And you must understand that the Bible says that he has raised us up far above these things, far above these powers, far above these, these spirits, far above this spiritual wickedness in high places, far above principalities, dominion, mind, everything, every name that does exist in this world and even in the world to come. Hallelujah. And what that means is that you can always win if you can target or your fight to those Things that we have mentioned earlier. Praise God. Amen. So the first thing you need to know is that you have been raised and given authority over your enemies. The second thing you need to know is that you are not wrestling with flesh and blood. And the third thing is that the weapon of our warfare is not carnal. Oh, praise God. The weapon of our warfare is not carnal. You see, if you are fighting flesh, if you are wrestling with flesh and blood, you will not need... A weapon other than a, a carnal weapon or a physical weapon so the Bible telling us that the weapon of our warfare is not carnal clearly explains the fact that we are not wrestling against flesh and blood we are not wrestling against against flesh and blood that this fight is beyond flesh and blood and so we are not using some carnal means to fight the battle we're not using some carnal means to fight the battle we are not using malice to fight the battle. We are not using unforgiveness to fight the battle. We are not using food poisoning to fight the battle. We are not using any carnal means to fight the battle. We are not using any physical weapon to fight that battle because that is not the key to victory. Praise God. I've understood that uh, our, our fight, or uh, we are not wrestling with flesh and blood so the bible says that the weapon of our warfare is not carnal so if you're not fighting flesh and blood you can't use a carnal weapon you can't use a carnal weapon to fight something that is not flesh and blood you cannot use a carnal weapon to fight principalities to fight powers to fight dominion and authorities to find to fight spiritual wickedness happiness you cannot use that praise god second corinthians chapter 10 Second Corinthians 10 from verse 3. Okay, so let's read that particular scripture. For though we walk in the flesh, none of us we are human beings. We do not walk after the flesh. This is very important. We walk in the flesh. We do not war. So this battle is not uh, a fight, a physical fight. Alright, so for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. Verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, mighty, through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, and verse 5, casting down imaginations, and everything high, and every high thing that instructed itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and verse 6, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience, when your obedience is fulfilled hallelujah so you see from this scripture you understand that you cannot deploy a physical weapon for a spiritual warfare and win you cannot deploy a physical weapon for a spiritual warfare and win what you are dealing with is more than physical 
what we are dealing with is more than physical praise god so we must understand that our weapon is only mighty and able to pull down strongholds our weapon is only mighty and able to cast down imaginations and everything that exhausts itself against the knowledge of god in our lives our weapon is only mighty it's only mighty when they are not physical weapons when they are spiritual weapons praise god when we understand that we are not fighting or wrestling against flesh and blood but principality power authority dominions and all of that when we understand and then our weapon will be mighty because we are not going to be engaging a physical weapon against a spiritual warfare praise god hallelujah so this is very important this is very important uh, and by the way there are different kinds of battle and there are different ways we need to approach those battles praise god uh, if it is a battle of the mind we deploy the weapons that we see in Ephesians chapter 6 and chapter 10 to 18. Okay, but I'll just list them out, but I'll do more of that teaching in in my next episode. So uh, let's look at that scripture, Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10 to 18. So if that if that battle, because all our battles are not necessarily um, assaults. There are physical battles, so, I mean, there are battles that come to us like, an, like a demonic assault. But there are battles that come to us, they are not necessarily demonic assaults, but they, are, they come in form of imaginations, they come in form of our thoughts, they come of, in form of temptations to sin and all of that. So when that is the kind of battle we are fighting, they must also understand that, aha, uh-huh, you are not going to use a physical weapon as it were. So there is no battle in actual sense that a believer, a believer is face to face with that is usually physical. Most of the battles that a believer fight are spiritual battles in whichever form it comes. In this case, now we're going to employ uh, the, the weaponry or the armory we see in Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, especially if the battle is of the mind, if the battle is to get us to sin against God, if the battle is to uh, is based on our imaginations, our sinful imaginations, and laws and thoughts that are that that uh, needs to be subject and captivated in uh, and captivated, I mean, praise God, to, and subject them to the purpose of God in our lives. So there are certain thoughts, there are certain battles that we need to win by subjecting our thoughts and our imagination to the purpose of God in our lives. And to do that, uh, this scripture, Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 18, will help. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 18. Okay, so let me read. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins, the first one said, guide about with truth. So the first is guide your loins about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness, storm of righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Talking about peace here, praise God. So we have seen the first one, truth. The third one, we see righteousness. That's the second one, righteousness. And the third one, we are seeing peace, praise God. Then, and above all, taking the shield of faith. So we see faith here as one of them again, wherewith it shall be able to quench all the fairy dust of the wicked. And then we see number, 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 number five now, and take the helmet of salvation. The helmet of 
salvation actually speaks it talks about hope all right so and take the helmet of salvation and then the sword of the spirit the bible says which is the word of god hallelujah so we see that then praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit hallelujah so we have seen seven we have seen seven seven things in this scripture the talking about truth righteousness peace uh faith uh hope which is the helmet of salvation uh the word of god which is the sword of the spirit and then the seventh one is praying always in the spirit praise god so when you are in a battle like that these are the weapons you need to engage the weapon of the truth you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free hallelujah i, I, I will not be able to explain all of these things in this podcast so maybe in the next podcast i'll be able to share one or two things on on that i hope you have been really blessed by this podcast today uh, i hope to come your way next time god bless you let's pray together father in the name of jesus i pray for my listeners today that whatever kind of battle they may be face to face with oh god that you grant them oh god the knowledge the wisdom and the right weaponry to engage in order to have their victory in the name of jesus christ thank you precious father in jesus name Amen. Thank you for listening. See you next time.